What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Trust the Bank Podcast. We're doing a live stream. Wanted to talk with you guys, you know, give our thoughts on, you know, everything that's been happening with the Ravens recently. Nothing major has happened, but obviously training camp, you know, practices are back. Football returns this week. Browns, Jets in the Hall of Fame game. And then the Ravens get to start playing in the preseason very, very soon. So that's always exciting. But the big topic right now is, you know, the 53-man roster. Who's going to be able to make that team? Um, so we'll definitely be talking about that, positional battles, you know, the smaller stuff, the Melvin Gordon signing, you know, maybe some J.K. Dobbins stuff. May get into some, you know, just overall running back stuff, you know, with the Jonathan Taylor news and whatnot. But if you guys ever have any questions, comments, and players you want us to talk about, just leave it in the comment section down below. Uh, I'll post it to the podcast platforms as well. So, you know, if anybody wants to re-listen or something like that, feel free to do so. And if you're listening on the podcast platforms and a re-listen, what's going on? I hope you guys are having a good day. The chef is in the chat already. How you doing, the chef? Um, and even more importantly, Joshua, how are you doing today? Oh, man. Just to know that football is on the way back. I mean, between college football, you hear about the the, the commits, the decommits, and, you know, the different schools from high school, even putting out the national uh, schedules. And now you get to the big leagues and talk about the Baltimore Ravens and it's possible Super Bowl run, man. It's exciting, man. It's exciting to know that, you know, we got football, football back on the way. Even though Lamar Jackson was out there, you know, at the concert, at uh, Drake's concert, we're just hoping that the, the Drake con- uh, curse don't follow him this season. But uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good to know that, you know, we um, – and we got we got football on the way, man. And it's exciting to hear, you know, certain news. It's good to know, you know, within the first couple of days of training camp, not going wood, no, no, nothing serious in regards to injuries or anything of that nature has been um spewing about of our camp. So um, you know, I'm looking forward, man, to see what we do, man, to see how we capitalize on this uh momentum, to see, you know, the 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 nuance, the offense. You know, uh, seeing possibly Justice Hill continuing continuing to run north and south, you know, things of that nature. So yeah, man, it's a lot of it's a lot of exciting things um, that's about to come about. Yeah, no, it, it, this is always a fun time of the year because you we have so many players that we're hyped up to see, right? You know, whether it's rookies or, or players that didn't get a lot of playing time, it, you know, the yeah. previous year or whatnot, and then we finally start to get to see it through practice and through the preseason. And, you know, I love the preseason. I probably like am more excited for preseason games versus the regular season, obviously outside of big rivalries, because I love watching those guys get an opportunity. And I love watching the wide receiver battles. And, you know, obviously some of the preseason games, like a large part of it is really boring. And it's just like, you know, you get to the fourth quarter and it's like, okay, zero of these players are making the team, but it's still sometimes right. a little bit fun to see. But, you know, speaking of someone that we're going to be able to see, you know, shout out to Lisa for asking the question. Charlie Kohler, you know, basically didn't play last year. Um, he was out for most of the season. I think he got a few snaps, um, you know, here and there once he did come back. But, yeah. you know, he, he was drafted before Isaiah Likely, I believe. Um, now, they were drafted in the same round, so it's not that big of a deal. But overall, like, you're looking at it. Isaiah Likely was a stud last year. Kohler was looking to be the, the Josh Oliver of sorts, but now yeah. we no longer have Greg Roman. Is is the three tight end offense like are the Ravens keeping three tight ends and a fullback on their roster this year? <sighs> That's a great question. 
And, um, you know, I text you Saturday. I said what I say. Ben Mason caught a touchdown. So, you know, if we can get a guy out coming out the backfield, you know, that's still able to block, still be, you know, um, a performing high-end tight end, I think that's something that they will definitely do. But I definitely do feel like, you know, it's possible that we still keep three tight ends and a fullback. I mean, hell, I believe they did that in Georgia. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um so um, I think I mean, they did, but okay. I think college you get like a hundred players. <laughs> you I mean, get a yeah, lot that, of players that, in college true, that can true, play. True. I mean, I, I do see, I do see us keeping three tight ends. I do see okay. see us keeping three tight ends for the simple fact of <laughs> Adam seventy eight. Bye bye, Ricard. I mean, hey man, we love Pat for the type of offensive style of play that we did with the hard nose running, but seeing what you know. Um, Todd Monkey is possibly going to bring, and you know it's been it's been rumored that you know he's going to bring that spread type of offense to you know this up to to the Ravens, especially the type of offense that you know Lamar Jackson succeeded in, you know that he used in college. The, let me just throw that out there. Um, so I don't know if Ricard is going uh, is going to be gone for sure. I know we did record an episode previously. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead. You know. Tap in. We did talk about uh, Patrick Patrick Ricard being that Swiss Army knife, you know, putting him back on defense just in case of a, you know, just as a liability, as a as a backup, you know, assurance policy type of situation. But I definitely feel like we'll keep three tight ends. Um, it's, it's up in the air about the fullbacks, though. I feel like in this offense that's that's that we're bringing about, I feel like you have to do more. And Patrick Ricard for his body type and frame. He's. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he wants to see in the type of offense that we're trying to run. You know, it's no. It's no knock against him. You know, it's no knock against him. It's just this is what we're trying to do. This is how we're trying to step into the new age. Yeah, and you know, I, I do like the idea of keeping Patrick Card because of the defensive ability, but like the benefit Patrick Ricard had in the offense. Um, and Adam seventy eight says bye bye Ricard, and Lisa says not knocking Pat, but I won't have it. Like the thing about him in Greg Roman's offense was he was out there so much. Like, like it was almost every yeah. play. I mean, he was out there more than the wide receiver two in games. That's how much he played because he was so involved in the passing game, so involved in the blocking, obviously involved in the run game where it was like, okay, you have to have him out there. He's not going to be like that this year. Right. And Todd Munkin is going to have a decision of, okay, do I want to keep this guy and use him? Or do I go after a guy like Ben Mason, where you look at, I think the best fullback in the NFL is still Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk plays tight end and fullback. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't play tight end as like Ricard does as just another lineman. He plays tight end as a pass catching threat. And I think that is more along the lines of what Todd Munkin is going to want is to have that pass catching fullback. So I, I wouldn't be like overly shocked if the Ravens kept Ben Mason mm -hmm. and, you know, Charlie Kohler or maybe Ben Mason and um, Pat Ricard and not keep Kohler and use Ben Mason as a pass catching guy just because and use Ricard as a Swiss Army knife, you know, throw him on the defensive line special teams um, and get him more to, you know, those early years with Ricard where it was like I felt like initially when we had Ricard, we all loved him. It was like you yeah. saw Ricard on the field and you were excited. You're always going to lay someone out. And then oh, more and more, 
we just saw him getting involved in the passing game and it was like oh no we don't want this at all this is like the worst possible outcome why is he out here on third and seven and it became like okay now we don't want to see patrick O'Connor. and that's partially because of greg Rowman. but i want to talk about this thank you so much ypc dro um it's good to see you back in the stream it says i heard practice away not looking too good one thing i'll say one <laughs> thing i will say do not look at the trenches when the pads are not on no facts like it's so hard to tell, especially even against your own team, even when the pads are on. This is when you look at it. Joint practice. That is the first time I'm going to be like keying in on the trenches. How are these guys playing? Because that's, that's going to be later this month, right? Or well, later August. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say it's with the commanders. Yep. Um, hold on. Let me, I want to pull up. It's like, I want to say it's like August 17th. But I want to pull up when this preseason schedule is. So when they, the Ravens play out. Okay, it's the week two of the preseason okay. um, for the Ravens. Wow, Ravens football returns on the 12th. That's in less than two weeks. That's unbelievable. Wow. That's what we like to see right there. That's what we like to see. Time flies by so fast, man. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's when I start – I think joint practices are so much more valuable than a lot of people give credit for uh, from the fans' perspective because it helps you see not from the Ravens media. What I always like to do is I don't read Ravens media about practice that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I might read it a little bit, but I'll read the all the other beat writers. So I'll go to the Washington Commanders website and I'll read their stuff. I'll go to ESPN and read their stuff because they always mention it a little bit. And you'll say they won't mention it a lot, but they'll be like, you know, this is the Commanders. Maybe they write like, you know, Terry McLaurin had a couple of great battles against um, maybe it's Pepe Williams, you know, and Pepe ended up getting an interception, but you know, Terry McLaurin ended up scoring a touchdown in red zone drills or something like that. And then you start to see, okay, Pepe made a play. Enough to where another team brought it up because the Ravens writers are going to talk about everybody and they're not going to say, oh, this guy sucked. Very rarely they do. Um, YPC, thanks so much again for the super chat. It says they had pads on today. Ojabo outplayed them. I'm not surprised by that. I think Ojabo was a better pass rusher. That's like, nothing that new right there, honestly. <laughs> we knew that. I mean, bro, people got to realize, man, at Penn State, that was. Adafio Way's job was not to get sacks. It was just to create havoc. Like, mm -hmm. they didn't – they had a raw talent, and they didn't really take the time to mold them. They just did what they can do. They put him in a power five school. Everybody else ate, and he got picked up in the first round by the, by the Baltimore Ravens, um, which I feel like he could have been a third-round, second-round pick. But, hey, it is what it is. We got the, you know, the pass rush whisperer in the facility, so hopefully we can see, you know, an improvement and upgrade into, you know, Adolfi's away game. And if we can get David Ojabo out there on the field more, we definitely could possibly see him, you know, be able to get, you know, I, I want, I'm going to go with five sacks. I'm going to be generous. Hopefully we can get five sacks out of Adolfi. He says ten. If he shows out and do, do that, hey, shut my mouth up and get us to the Super Bowl. Right now I'm saying five because we got to start off somewhere with Adolfi. This is third year, correct? Yes, yes, third year. Okay, so usually sometimes our pass rushes, our defensive guys, our project guys 
do come alive in the third year. So this could be a make it a break a year for him, honestly. Yeah. And the benefit of him is we do have that fifth year option if he breaks out next year. Um, I think that's something that is very undervalued with the first round pick. And that's why, you know, the Lamar Jackson trade was so important. You know, trading with Philadelphia to get that 32nd pick back in 2018 was you get that, you know, extra year guaranteed if you want them. So that that's always very valuable. And I always like having that. We also have that with Bateman as well. I think both of those guys have underperformed in terms of expectations for a lot of people. Bateman on the field, I think he's been very solid. I think he's been the player that I expected. I think he was used very poorly and his skill set was not, you know, properly represented. But I think even when he was doing things that he shouldn't be doing, he still looked good, just hasn't been on the field. Adafi, in my opinion, I, I said this when he was drafted, I didn't expect him to come in and be good at all. Like I was surprised. I was better than I thought his rookie year. And obviously you hope that you're going to see improvement every year, but it's like, this is, he's one of those players where it's like, this guy was seen as a project and Ojabo was not problem was Ojabo was a, we got to wait one year and then we get to actually see him play, but he's an instant impact type of player. That's what I think a lot of Ravens fans wanted in that draft. But there really wasn't anybody available. You know, if you're if you're looking back at it, you know, that draft class, just thinking off the top of my head, right? You know, it was Jalen Phillips. It was um he, he was the yeah. big guy, and then it was Gregory Rousseau, Quiddy Pay, um, the One guy out of Georgia that went to the Giants. Aziz, um, right? Aziz Ojolari. Boogie Basham, I remember, was in that draft class. I can't, I can't think of anybody else. There were definitely oh. other guys. Boogie ended up going to like the fourth. Shaka was a late rounder guy. Yeah, Shaka was a sixth rounder. There wasn't anybody in that draft class though that was you were looking at it and you were like, this guy's gonna take over. Yeah. Then the yeah. next year it was like, okay, there's a lot of players that can take over. And it was like Aiden Hutchinson. You have Kayvon Thibodeau, David Ojabo prior to injury. Um, those were three guys who were like instant impact type of players. And then you had, you know, just the crazy potential of uh, Trayvon Walker ended up going first overall. You know, overall, it was just like, okay, these are instant impact type of players. The year before that, it wasn't. They were good players. Now, I have no problem with Quiddy Pay, um, Jalen Phillips, even Adafe, but. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I knew, I knew somebody was in wags. You someone was going to ask. I will do whatever it takes to bring in Chase Young. <laughs> like, I, I'm a huge Chase Young fan. Um, he's he's worth a lot more than that. The commanders are going to try and re-sign him. I think they just want to probably get less injury guarantees um, than using the fifth-year option. That's my expectation. I think he stays or at least they try and keep him. I expect them to maybe franchise tag him, but I don't think he gets traded. I mean, honestly, the two guys that you, if you want to offer players for as trade value for Chase Young, it would be Patrick Queen and JK. And these two young men are actually part of the future that the Ravens are building. Granted that they're both they're, they're, they're after this season, they're going to be up for contract negotiations. 
but the Ravens are not going to let him just walk out the door. And I feel like Patrick Queen and J- J.K. will both have breakout years, and they both will be healthy, and both will be, you know, um, strong strong points on the defensive side and offensive side of the ball. But, you know, if they saw no future with neither one of them, I feel like you pack, you, you would uh, you would package them with like a uh, 2024 um, 2025 third round pick type of type of situation to get Chase Young. That way, you know, it won't. I don't know how much space it will open up as far as the cap cap space wise, but you know, you give some appealing pieces for Chase Young because Chase Young is not even, he's not even 28, he's not even 27. He still got a still got some good years of, uh, ahead of him. All he gotta do is just stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, and. I think there's a better player to, to trade for in terms of discussions. What do you guys think about Jonathan Taylor? Wow. Um, first, excuse me. Jim Ursay already said it. Watch out. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no ass, no ass in October. He's not going. Watch out. <laughs> like, on that one. Dude, Jim Ursay is such a clown. Um, it's like, it's one of the situations where, you know, obviously JT would be a huge addition for the Ravens, but at the same time, how are they going to go after him? Like, are you giving like you're only getting one year, JT? He's likely not resigning. You're likely not going to pay him. It's just like JT's a running back that wants to get paid as the top paid running back in the NFL, but he's not the best running back in the NFL. The top paid running back is Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey is a wide receiver and a running back. That's why he paid so much, and he produces as such. Um, if you guys don't believe me, um, I'm going to pull up Christian McCaffrey's stats when he joined the San Francisco 49ers. Last year on the Niners, in 10 games, 746 rushing yards, six touchdowns, 464 receiving yards, four touchdowns on 52 receptions. Like That is incredible production from one player. I mean, yeah, definitely when you think about it, man. Christian McCaffrey, damn near been the offense for the Carolina Panthers. And I'm not going to say he's been the whole offense for the 49ers, but he definitely was a great added addition to what, you know, what they, um, to who they are now. I believe they didn't lose a game once he went to San Francisco. See? Maybe they lost one, but I think they won every game because they got like him and Purdy at like the same time. That was like, that was for the playoff push, right? And I mean, he damn near was about to play yeah. QB <laughs> in a playoff And he game. did play quarterback. Yeah, that was rough. That was a rough playoff game. I feel sorry for the Niners fans. YPC, thank you so much again for the super chat. It says Trenton Simpson was causing havoc today's practice, slammed into Gordon, shoving back into Tylenol Wallace. I haven't seen that one. I know Void's going to love that one. Tylenol Wallace. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah, that's- good. And he funny. ends up typing Thailand. I think it was a typo, but that is an incredible typo right there. That is an incredible typo. Oh, oh man. That's funny. That is really funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Trent Simpson's a dog. That guy, like, yes, he's very raw, but his athleticism shows. And I think he's a lot more athletic than Patrick Queen. And, yes, he's, you know, kind of a safety but he's really a you know just a crazy fast linebacker that's going to come in and nickel spots 
and again, cause havoc, get after it, rush the passer, right? Like the one thing Patrick Queen does very well that I would say he's a lead at is blitz from the linebacker position, from the middle linebacker position. He might be the best in the NFL at doing it. Um, if Trenton Simpson can do that as well as Patrick Queen, like he will be playing a lot because that speed and, and strength combination that he has is, is going to be, is going to be deadly for offenses. You know, even if he, he misses some tackles, takes some bad angles when he figures it out, he's going to be scary. I mean, Trenton Simpson definitely is a monster uh, freaking nature. I know everybody, a lot of people were happy that we got Trent Simpson. And some people was like, oh, let's just go in and kick Patrick Queen out. Do y'all not realize that Patrick Queen is still younger than some of the guys that we drafted in this year's draft? Um, <laughs> this young man still have a lot of upside. And Roquan Smith is backing him up. Anytime you're, you know, the defensive captain is backing up a guy, he's not going nowhere no time soon. I'm sorry. Um, if Roquan feel like he has problems, if Mike McDonald can – Get the best out of them, and Patrick Queen plays some of the better better ball, especially since he's on the weak side where he don't have to, you know, um, have so much responsibility. I'm calling it, man. This is gonna be a breakout year for him, man. He's gonna play an intricate part in this defense, especially in that front seven, man. Um, it's gonna be a lot of teams but running uh, that still run the ball. It's gonna be a lot of teams that still got you know these mobile QBs. He's gonna be the one that chased them down. He's gonna be the one that you know hits them with that that. Um, that initial hit and slow them up so they can get the wrap up. So um, PQ is going to play a good, play a, a strong, intricate piece. Trenton Simpson, um, he's going to learn, he's going to grow, he's going to become great. He's going to be a great player for this defense or even for someone else's team because you never know what can happen, you know, in the, in, um, in a facility doing training camp or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, I'm not ready to close that door, especially when someone is just 23, 24 years old. No, I, I just can't do it. He got too much potential. He has upside, and it's crazy. He definitely has the upside. And, ooh, Adam78 with a good one. I put him in the thumbnail. I know people like him. Keaton Mitchell. Is, Adam78 says, I can see Keaton Mitchell outplay Melvin Gordon during the preseason or in a roster spot. Munkin likes his speed and catching ability. Yes, absolutely. That's what he brings. Is, is Keaton Mitchell is explosion. Melvin Gordon is meh. That's what he is. And we've had a lot of meh at running back over the recent years as our final running back. I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman. I was about to say, who would you rather take as a meh running back right now? Would you call back Devontae Freeman or Kenyon Drake? Probably Drake. I think Drake looked the best. Yeah. I, I would call. Was, I would call that Drake. Most serviceable. <laughs> or or uh, Demarc, not Demarco Murray, Devonte Freeman. Um, who was the Raiders running back? Latavius Murray. Not. I was like oh, Murray. Yeah. I'm like he's definitely Murray, not Demarco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Latavius Murray. We had Mark Ingram in his final year with the Rams was very meh, but overall, like I think just the major benefit is. And yes, uh, Keaton Mitchell is undrafted out of Eastern Carolina. Um, he's an absolute dog. He's he was, I think, the second fastest player in the the draft class at running back. Um, he, he's very evasive. And ooh, 
Will LJ call his own plays? In certain situations, yes, but he did get rid of the wristband, which is a good thing um, mm-hmm. for this type of offense. But something that a lot of coaches do, what they do, especially Kyle Shanahan. Um, Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, top three coach in the NFL. What he does is he'll call like four, he'll give him four plays. And he's like, you call it at the line. Um, and that's, that's what, you know, Peyton Manning was kind of the first one that started doing that. That's what the Omaha check was. You know, it, that was the second play. They all, they always came into the huddle, gave him two plays. Omaha was the check to the second play um, if they wanted it. And so that's what they would end up doing. I think the Ravens are going to give Lamar that opportunity. I don't think Greg Roman ever did it. So in a sense, calling his own plays, Obviously, you know, in a two-minute situation, he's he's going to be able to do that, but he's going to be able to audible. He's going to be able to, you know, make those reads and call the types of plays that he wants to run. But Greg Roman didn't allow that, which was frustrating for a lot of people, including Lamar. Well, I mean, Tom I said, you know, he's given the keys to Lamar. So, you know, from the from the get-go, when an OC and a head coach is showing trust into their quarterback. I think that's something we, we've been wanting for years, man. It's way too many times where we see, you know, run personnel. Like, how, how are you supposed to check out out of that run personnel um, play and try to go to a passing play or spread it out? And you got Patrick Ricard, you know, lining up as your, um, as, as your, as your receiver. It's just, it's just not going to work. So, you know, with this offense, this nuance that Tom Munkin is bringing, and, you know, I love the fact that he's saying, like, hey, I'm going to be in Lamar's ear. And we're going to see, you know, another evolution of his game. Um, I mean, shout out to Lamar even coming a week early, you know, to uh, training camps and things of that nature. So he's so he is showing that he's dedicated. Um, Munkin shows that Munkin is uh, is loving is loving the fact that um, he's playing. He's going to be he's, he's going to he's going to be coaching um, a future Hall of Famer. He already coached one Hall of Famer to a degree. No, no, he didn't have. He didn't. Damn, I keep on. I keep on thinking he, he was with Tom Brady for a quick stint at uh, Tampa. He had uh, Jameis. My bad. Um, but Jameis—that's Hall of Famer right there. I'm about to say Jameis might just go in the Hall of Fame. You never know. You never know, baby. He, he got. He got swag. He got. He's a great personality for sure. But uh, a whole ESPN series named after him, Thirty for Thirty. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean. I, I definitely see Lamar, you know, checking down, calling his own plays. You know, just the, it, I feel like it would probably be a game, a game, a game to game situation type of thing. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with that. I think it'll be a lot of fun watching him and, and see that kind of progress throughout the season and how much leeway he's given in the offense. Early on, it might not be a lot of Lamar calls because he'll be just getting used to the system and, you know, what he likes to run. But eventually yeah. down the line, I think he will start really calling those plays and, and you know, Making the team better. Speaking of true TV, asked a great question. Who answered this first? <laughs> Do I see the Ravens <laughs> keeping Anthony Brown over Huntley? No. Should the Ravens 100% absolutely cut Tyler Huntley to keep Anthony Brown? Yes. Anthony Brown has to go crazy for the next three games. I mean, crazy these three preseason games. I'm talking about 300 yards and possibly four touchdowns every game. Or- 300 yards and two touchdowns. He just got to play. He got to play out of body. But I feel like he would be a better QB than uh, Tyler Huntley. Um, it's nothing. There's nothing against Snoop. Snoop sometimes he just makes poor decisions um, when he's out there on the field. And I feel like you know, even when Anthony Brown threw all the interceptions that he threw, he still kept his composure, still kept his calm, and he still damn near helped us um, come back and win the game. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's just like I don't think we're getting rid of Snoop. I think Lamar likes him. Snoop could maybe be all right in a different offense. As much as I dislike watching him play, maybe in a more pass happy system, he'll be better. But I don't know. I'm not a big fan of his. I don't think he's very good. Yeah. It's rough. Rough scenes. It's rough as hell, man. <laughs> I think I think I was asked the question, like, you know, if you had to beat up a player, who would it be? And what was and why and what would the reason be behind beating him up? It would be Snoop for trying to jump over the damn pile line. Um just this past uh, preseason game, man. I mean, uh, playoff game against the Bengals. That was a rough one. What's up, Don, Don C? The legend, Don C. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, if I could beat up any guy, Billy Cundiff. Oh, man. Who, who dropped the pass? Oh, it was before, it was, it was before the second Oh, pass, yeah. Right? It was. I guess like, uh, yeah, something like that. I don't think it was Lee Evans. It was uh, started with a C. Chris Moore? No, way before that. Oh, no. I don't know, but it's, it, 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 worries, it, it worries me some, man. It worries me some. So, thank you. Oh, it was Lee Evans. Okay. okay. Rough. Very rough, man. <laughs> All day. Esco, what's going on, man? How you feeling today? Yeah, Wesley Evans. That was rough. But yo, we got a lot of things coming on, on the on the way. I mean, honestly. Um I see uh, we thank y'all for everybody that voted on the uh about bringing Madden, uh, about the Madden tournament. So me and McConnell are going to talk about it. We're going to work it out, see how we're doing, uh, get the logistics together. Yeah, got to yeah. figure out how to do that. How does Jordan Swan looked in practice? I have no idea. I've heard he had up and downs before. Um, he had some up and downs, but, I mean, these past couple – this week and today, I haven't heard nothing, honestly, so it's been quiet. Justin Tucker, first ballot Hall of Famer. It's tough to get in the Hall of Fame as a kicker. I want to say there's only two, which is tough. But I, w- I would say he should be. And he definitely makes an argument for it. I mean, who was the last one that's made it in? Adam Vinatieri? I don't know if Vinatieri's in yet. I don't know if he has eligibility. Man. Let's see. It's tough. Like, I think, like, Morton Anderson. Four kickers are in the Hall of Fame. It's in, when did this article come out? 2022. Okay, so this is probably accurate. Um, Morton Anderson, yep. Jan Stenrud, George Blanda, and Lou Grazzo. Okay. So, yeah, Vinatieri's not in. I don't think he's been eligible yet. But he'll get it. Vinatieri will get in. No, for sure. 
but yeah. It's the same thing with like safeties. Like safety is really hard to get into the Hall of Fame for some reason. Um I don't know why. Like there was like Steve Atwater had trouble getting in. Like he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um and like there were concerns like whether or not Troy Polamalu would be a first ballot Hall of Famer because of how difficult it was for like Atwater to get in. There were even some concerns about Ed Reed getting in first ballot because they were like they're not getting in like the safeties, which makes no sense because I swear if you're an offensive lineman, you play for 15 years, they, they automatically put you into the hall of fame. Like I, I ain't ever seen a, a offensive lineman play for 15 years and not make it to the hall. Um, that's more, that's one of the more, you know, like when Andrew Whitworth position. makes the hall of fame, someone just come back here because Andrew Whitworth is not a hall of fame tackle, but he'll make it because he played long enough. Yeah, that is true. That is true. What other teams? What other teams you feel like is going to make a a, a playoff push this upcoming season? Playoff push. I think the Jags are going to get after it. I think the uh, let's see. I mean, I, I don't think the Cowboys are are a hot take. So that I think practice- the Cowboys get there. That Prescott is the Cowboys' worst. I'll say the Bears. Bears are my team. That's my that's my sneaky team. Go Bears! I'll say that. I love Justin Fields. Oh, Justin Fields is a good QB man. He just ain't got no O line. I mean, they added DJ Moore. You know, as far as uh, a weapon, but they did draft a first round tackle. They drafted the guy to Tennessee. I think. Okay. Um, who's a dog? So it's like they did a boost the O line, they added DJ Moore. I think they'll be really good. I definitely see Miami making it to the playoffs. Yeah, they did lose Ramsey. I don't know, it'll be tough in that division. I mean, you got to beat Belichick, which is yeah. always tough. I don't care what team he has. And then Bills are probably the best team in the division, in my opinion. And the Jets, Jets could be good, they could be bad. I don't know. Just never know. <laughs> you never know. You really never know man, with them, man. People to count on in the playoffs or regular season, probably not Aaron Rodgers or the Jets. It's true. But I do feel like Garrett Wilson will probably go for a thousand yards with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers as a Oh, yeah. Justin Fields talking reckless about passing LJ8 and rushing yards in terms of in a season or. I mean that's cool. Uh, he could. He has like, no O line. He so he's running. He's literally running for his life. I mean, when Lamar runs, he's running. You know, when it's a broken play. When Justin Fields runs, he's just running for his. He's just running for his life to keep things yeah. alive. So I mean, it's two different type of run styles. You know, <laughs> like Justin Fields wasn't being called on designed quarterback runs. He was scrambles. I mean, yeah. Lamar's a better runner than Fields, but Fields runs more. Because he had to. Now he has wide receivers. Fields wants to be a passer. Lamar also wants to be a passer. Um, the real question is which one of them throws for more yards this year. That's the that's the debate I want to see people make. Oh, of course. Then they're not, they're not gonna make that debate. They're Doesn't fit the narrative, I guess. Of course not. Come on now. No. Shucks. Justin Herbert just got paid money and they didn't bring nothing up about none of his playoff about playoff wins or playoff appearances or anything of that nature. So um, hey. Yep. <laughs> and 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 Justin Herbert had a had an agent. So hey, 
you know? Um, <laughs> hey, that just means Herbie gets less money. You know, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Anything else you want to talk about, Joshua? I mean, I think your Braves are doing pretty good. I think my Dodgers, like maybe like two, three spots behind you guys. Um, the Orioles are holding things down. Um, Orioles are leading the AL. Shout hey, man, you know, shout out to them, man. It's, you know, it's about time to, you know, continue to get right. You know, just stay on the right path. <laughs> yeah. Also, if anyone's going to be in Chicago, I'm going to Chicago this weekend. I'm going to the Braves Cup Series. So, if anyone's there, hit me up on Twitter or something like that. Um, that'd be sick. But, yeah, exciting stuff. Let's see. What's up with the JK situation? Um, every- I don't know. The Ravens don't need JK. I'm not gonna say it's a holdout situation, nothing like that. It's just they're just trying to he's just he's just trying to figure out his place in the NFL uh, as a running back. I mean, running backs don't have the career exp, exp, uh, expectation like they used to. Um, and a lot of teams do rely heavily on their running backs to um carry most of the load. And uh, you know, unfortunately, JK has not had the he hasn't been healthy his, his um, NFL career. So um, he's trying to secure something, and he doesn't have enough on his resume as of right now. Yeah. Like, you can't be demanding a raise when you've used all your vacation time and you've only been there for three weeks. Pretty much. I don't know. Can we get Chase Young? Yeah, we won't. I mean, it's not worth it. It's you get one year of him. Maybe you franchise tag him, but then like, I don't even think he would go. That's a lot of money. Yeah, wouldn't it be like fifteen or twenty million or something like that for a franchise tag? It would probably be like twenty million for a edge rusher franchise tag. That's a hefty hit. Unless know. you classify him as a kicker, and then it'll be like six million. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Chase gonna go for that, man. I don't think Chase gonna go for that, man. All right, everyone. I think that's probably gonna wrap it up. Not a ton of news. I can't wait for the the pregame, postgame streams to come back. That's that's when we have so much fun on the live streams. Like, there's just not been a lot to talk about recently. Like, the Ravens. It's not like there's free agents the Ravens need to get. The Ravens are like set. And it's like, all right, we're just waiting to see, waiting to see them play, waiting to see what they do. And And it's a good thing to look at it too. It's a a good thing. Yeah, it is a very good thing. (laughs) I mean, the only thing I don't know, I mean, they kept it quiet was Trayvon Mullen. They released them and brought him, they released him and signed him back like the next day. So outside of that, it's nothing but good news. Everybody is back to work, you know, working hard. And they just mm-hmm. iron sharp, sharp, iron sharpens iron, man. They're getting better every day, man. So, I mean, um, like I said, I feel like this is going to be an interesting season. I'm not predicting the Super Bowl this year. I'm predicting the AFC, uh, AFC uh, championship game, honestly. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of expectations, but we just got to be realistic about these things. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, everyone, thank you all so much for coming through. Same, thanks so much for all the questions and everything like that. You know, we always it makes it so much more fun when you guys are asking questions and we're not just sitting here talking to nobody. Um, so we really do appreciate everyone that comes in, especially, you know, Lisa, Adam, Don C, you know, you, Chris Reed, you guys are always in here showing love. Uh, YP Cedro um, as well. You know, thank you guys all so much for coming through. It feels like every single stream, you know, it really does mean a lot that you guys are here. You know, I'm, I'm working on getting back to, to posting more. I've been crazy busy at work after I go on this, I'm, going to be recording a bit when i'm in chicago and stuff so i'll have some more stuff out soon but um it, it's going to be a lot of fun can't wait for the season to start especially preseason next time we, we see you guys after live stream football will have returned so that's yeah, always man. fun all right thank you i'll see all of you again next time